Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. Hey, this is Trip Lanier, host of the New Man Podcast. What you're about to hear is the audio taken from a video that I've created. And it may make a lot more sense if you can actually see the visuals that go along with what you're hearing. You can watch all of the videos by visiting thenewmanpodcast.com. All right, we are talking about uh, if you ever feel like you're under a ton of pressure, it's you against the world. It's uh, at any given moment, somebody's going to figure out that you don't belong there. You're, you're in the wrong place. That imposter syndrome thing. There's this, this sense that you always got to get it right. You always got to get it perfect. And whether you want to admit it or not, you feel alone, uh, that it's all on you. There's this is pressure. It's all on your shoulders, all on you to get it done. In case you don't know who I am, I'm Trip Lanier. I'm a professional coach, uh, host of the New Man podcast, which has been downloaded millions of times. I'm also the author of This Book Will Make You Dangerous. And for whatever we discussed today, take whatever works for you and throw out the rest. All right, let me tell you about a client. I had a client uh, on a call the other day. He's got a new position. He's a C-level executive at this organization. Kind of fancy pants stuff, big, big stuff. Uh, on the outside, looks like he's got it all together. He's Mr. Cool, Mr. Calm, Mr. Collected. On the inside, what I see is a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of stress. Uh, so we were having a conversation. I said, you know, what's, what's going on here? And he said something. He's basically like, you know, I feel like everyone is expecting me to be a certain way. I feel like I have to be perfect. I feel like everything's on me. Even though I have a team, everything is still on me. I can't make a mistake. I lie awake at night and I sit there and imagine all the possible scenarios. I imagine all the ways that things can go wrong. And I try to figure out what I could possibly do to get out ahead of it so that I don't drop the ball. Um, and even though, like I said, I've got a team, it's still on me to figure all this stuff out. And, and even as he said it, he said it, he, he said it, hearing himself say it out loud, it sounded crazy, but nonetheless, that was how he was feeling. And that's how he was going about creating. And then what he didn't realize was that there's a huge cost to showing up this way. He was hired to make a difference in this organization. He was hired to lead this organization into new areas, but he wasn't creating, he wasn't innovating. He wasn't visioning. He was playing not to lose. He was covering his ass. He was kissing ass and he was proving he was not an ass. Instead of leading, 
He was protecting and pleasing and proving. And the more he got stuck in protecting and pleasing and proving, the more that he was becoming a liability to himself. So the bottom line is that all of his attempts to get it right, to get it perfect, to make sure that nothing fell apart, were actually putting him on track to destroy everything that he was trying to protect. Lucky for him, he was willing to take 100% responsibility. He was willing to recognize that, hey, he was the, the pivot point here. It was going to be up to him to make that shift. And so he came into our calls wanting to shift his perspective, wanting to make better choices, wanting to course correct here. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. So as part of our work, I'm talking about me and the client here, as part of our work, we grabbed this virtual flashlight. We went looking under the bed, right? We want to look at this monster, this big, scary thing that uh, is keeping him up. We want to look it right in the eye. And so when I asked him, you know, what's going to happen if you actually made a mistake here or there? And he revealed, you know, every every step of the way we revealed like really wasn't going to be that big of a deal. He understood that the organization expected him to be experimenting, trying new things and that there might be some hiccups from time to time. The reality was that folks were they made mistakes here and there and, and then they fixed them. It wasn't a big deal. Um, what did this information tell us? It told us that the fear that he was dealing with was irrational. It was telling us that he was hijacked by his primitive brain. The primitive brain is that part of us that's in survival mode. Instead of defending against nasty critters with big gnarly teeth like we did gazillions of years ago, our brains have evolved and now we've found new threats. So to our primitive brains, you, me, all of us, I don't think we're that different. We are, we've evolved to believe that a threat to our sense of comfort, a threat to our sense of certainty, a threat to our self-image, these things are dangerous to us. Uh, we're no longer outrunning big, gnarly, scary monsters, uh, but we are outrunning discomfort, uncertainty, and threats to our self-image. Are we in life and death danger? No. It feels like it. It certainly feels like it. When we're hijacked by our primitive brains, when we believe that our survival is at stake, we believe that we can't tolerate this stuff. But what if that wasn't entirely true? What if the reality was we were capable of handling so much more? Let's consider that when we're, in a, when we're in the prey mentality, we're always on the run. We're always focused on the threats, all the things that could go wrong. We're playing a role in order to be comfortable, to be safe and accepted. When we're in this prey mentality, this fear-based mindset, we're disconnected from a deeper part of ourselves, a higher part of ourselves. It's that deeper or higher part of ourselves that is saying, I'm already okay. I don't need to strive to be okay. I'm already there. The prey mentality is striving to get to a place where we finally feel relief and comfort and safety. We're seeking to escape discomfort, uncertainty, and vulnerability once and for all. This is that uh, finish line mentality. This is the, the, the plight of the, of the rat racer. He's really going to find this finish line and he's going to be done once and for all. That's the prey mentality. But when we tap into our bigger selves, this deeper part of ourselves, we learn to tap into our sense of okayness. Now we can create from this place instead of striving to get there one day. Life, work, relationships, we're all moving towards what we want versus constantly avoiding and escaping and running away. So let's talk about how we can do this. When fear convinces us that we're alone, that we're all there is, it's us against the world. We can't see life through anything other than our doomsday goggles. We take ourselves, we take our challenges way too seriously. And I, again, I want to raise my hand here. This is certainly true for me. This, these ideas, these are a reminder for me just as much as hopefully something that's going to be helpful for you. But consider this. Hell 
is our separation from all there is. Hell is our separation from all there is. Hell is when we cut ourselves off from this deeper truth that we're connected to everything, that we're not fighting against the world, that we are literally the world. Here's what I mean. We're made up of atoms that have been existing for billions of years. We're made of atoms that have made up millions, if not billions of other things. I'm talking about people and mountains and seas and clouds and hippies and lava and comets and asteroids and who the hell knows what else. But just just take a look at your body right now, whether your precious ego wants to believe this shit or not. You are literally cosmic dust. You are pieces of planets and shit that has been existing forever. And you've been so much more than your current state. If you're feeling stuck, consider this. While feeling stuck in this moment, you are traveling on a ball that is going 66,000 miles per hour. That ball is traveling around a sun, which itself is moving at 483,000 miles per hour. That ball, that sun is within a galaxy that scientists believe is moving at roughly 1.3 million miles per hour through the vastness of space. That is hauling some serious cosmic ass. So what's really true here? What it, we've got to take a look at this small part of ourselves, the small part of you, the small part of me that's convinced that we're stuck, that's convinced that we're separate, that's convinced that we're isolated from everything else. What if it's only partially true? And if it is only partially true, how much importance, how much weight, how much emphasis, how much influence do we want to give it? I'm not saying it's okay to be reckless that we can take this big perspective and be like, to hell with it. I don't ever have to listen to my fears. I don't have to listen to the part of myself that wants to survive. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that we take this information and be inconsiderate or nihilistic or hedonistic. I'm just saying that if we want to be able to have a doorway out of this hell of separation, out of isolation, out of everything's on me, then we want to do our work and remember to connect with the divine. And for some, that word divine, divinity, is a dirty word. Many folks get spooked by that word. But I just want you to consider for the context of this conversation that it's just what is bigger than us. It's bigger than that small part of our brain that feels like it is separate from everything else. It's the part of us that is connected to the big freaking mystery. It doesn't have to be some woo-woo, new age, or religious kind of a thing. The bottom line is that it's helpful to see beyond that part of ourselves that is convinced it's the center of it all. It's liberating to realize that we're not stuck, we're not alone, or that we're not even that big of a deal. There's more to our lives than our jobs or our numbers or our goals or whatever somebody else might be thinking of us. We want to be able to zoom out. We want to be able to get perspective. We want to be able to go outside of our small fear-based selves and see the interconnectedness. We want to be able to see the opportunities and the solutions are, that are much closer to us than we may imagine because we're stuck in that fear-based place. All right, so we're pretty zoomed out. Let's zoom back in. Let's talk about what we can do on a more practical level. Think of a guitar. And before a, a real guitar player, uh, uh, somebody who takes the, the instrument seriously, before he, he starts playing or she starts playing, what do they do? They tune it. And they don't just tune it willy-nilly, they tune it to a specific frequency. And this allows the player to play with others, to collaborate, to create, to harmonize. 
refusing to tune to this specific frequency results in chaos. It results in a shitty sound and ain't nobody got time for that. We want to take responsibility for the frequency that we're tuning to. So let's consider what are the, what is the frequency? What am I tuning to on a daily basis? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it drama? Or is it what gives me strength? Is it what has me feel more expansive? Is it what has what opens me up to greater creativity, beauty, possibility? We can't pick up the guitar and just assume it's going to be in tune. We also can't just jump into our day and assume we're going to be tuned to our deeper, stronger selves. We're most likely going to be tuned to fear after we're, you know, after all, we've got millions of years of wiring in there. That's its job is to wire us and be tuned to fear. We've got to bring some discipline to this and see that it's our work to tune up daily, if not multiple times a day. And this means meditating, reading, listening, paying attention to whatever reminds you of your higher, bigger self. And it also means reducing the crap that pulls you into that fear, that scarcity, that anxiety. When we're facing a challenge and we're tuning ourselves to this higher frequency, we can ask ourselves, we can say, given that I see myself and my challenge from this higher perspective, how do I want to respond? Most of us are waiting until we feel better or we've crossed that finish line or we've gotten comfortable in some place before we'll start this process of tuning ourselves. But it doesn't work that way. We can't wait to do what's best for us. We've got to put that stuff first, build ourselves up, tune ourselves up, and then go out into the world to meet our challenges. Again, this isn't set it and forget it. This is an ongoing practice. Just because you went and did a retreat three years ago up in the mountains doesn't mean that you tuned yourself. You got to come back down off the mountain and do this tuning every single day. It's an ongoing practice. It's our nature to forget who we truly are. And that's why we must constantly be reminding ourselves of our higher selves. We have to set up our environment to wake us up, to remind us, oh yeah, right. I'm not just my fears. I'm not just that part of myself that doubts myself or wants to beat myself up or point out all the things I'm doing wrong. I've got to I've got to have reminders. I've got to have things that help me pull myself out of that place on and on and on again, again, and again. Now, will this mean that you're going to, you won't get tripped up by fear from time to time? Absolutely not. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to claim that this is somehow an escape from discomfort and uncertainty and vulnerability once and for all. That said, remembering our bigger selves, remembering our higher selves, it gives us more options. It helps us pull ourselves out of that hell much quicker. It has us spend less time stuck in that prey mentality. It reminds us to get out of isolation. It reminds us to see opportunities and to see the solutions that are already all around us. This is going to impact every area of our lives. It makes us better creators because we remember that we can take chances and speak to what moves us instead of always needing to play it safe. It makes us better lovers because we remember that our partners are our allies instead of our adversaries. It makes us better parents because it helps us remember that our kids are little wonders instead of little monsters most of the time. And it's going to help us be better people because we remember that we don't have to be perfect, that we can be more forgiving to ourselves and to others as well. Um, if you'd like to explore these ideas a bit further, be sure to check out this book will make you dangerous. There's a ton of free resources available at the new man podcast.com. Uh, I mentioned that the book is available at dangerousbookstore.com. If you want to learn more about coaching with me, just visit triplelinear.com. Here's to you living with greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace. Thank you so much for watching. 
If you want to take full advantage of all that the new man has to offer, be sure to visit the newmanpodcast.com and grab the solutions I've created to help you play a bigger game, align your profession with what really matters, and keep your relationships out of the ditch. It's all available at the newmanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.